If you've been told to pull up your socks, then make sure it's a pair of TNT socks. The TNT shop is now open at tntradio.live. The Freeman Report on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Hello and welcome to The Freeman Report. My name is James Freeman. I'm a former member of the European Parliament and this is my weekday show where I break down the big issues of our time in our fight for freedom and liberty right here on today's News Talk TNT Radio. It is Wednesday the 28th of November 2023 and I hope you're all okay in this crazy batshit bonkers world right now. And Talking about batshit bonkers, have you seen that Katie Hopkins is back on the air this morning? I was delighted to hear Katie once again on the airwaves while doing the school run this morning. Now, I don't agree with a lot of what Katie says, but she is very entertaining. She breaks down her thinking for everyone to scrutinise, and she is unapologetic. And I would rather listen to someone who I don't necessarily agree with um, a lot of the time, but who shows her integrity by sharing her workings. And she can be funny sometimes. Um, and so I'd rather um, that than the drab, insincere load of tripe you get on most current affairs programs. Anyway, if you didn't realize that Katie is back or you didn't know that she actually has a show on TNT Radio, well then you do now and you can watch or listen to her show at 8am UK time, which is 6pm Brisbane time and 3am New York time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right now, there is a lot going on in the world right now. More evidence of governments around the world, um, along with their intelligence agencies, censoring ordinary citizens and journalists from asking questions and sharing information, particularly regarding COVID, the lockdowns and the injections. And this is scary stuff because it provides evidence that addresses the question I asked yesterday, which was, are governments refusing to investigate excess deaths because they're worried about what it will reveal and they're petrified about the public backlash that would follow? Or do governments know full well what is contributing to excess deaths because they were involved in the planning of it and they are now doing their best to keep it from the public? Now, I realise we're talking about semantics because we end up with the same situation that governments don't want to talk about excess deaths. But the distinction is important because one question suggests we're fighting big pharma that has captured parliaments via lobbying and false research and information, while the other suggests people in government know exactly what is happening and are actively involved in the planning and delivery of this global conspiracy. One answer suggests we need to wake up governments and ensure that the people are the ones lobbying MPs and government, while the other suggests we need to overthrow the whole bleeding system, a revolution of sorts. And as painful as it is, I'm definitely in the second camp. I don't for one minute think all of our MPs are in on it, but I do believe an inner circle are fully aware, and I certainly think and well, I, we know, right, our intelligence agencies are working against their own people, the very people they're supposed to protect. 
We've heard this week about the 77th Brigade of the British Army, that shadowy unit that was set up to monitor the online activities of foreign governments in order to to prevent interference in our so-called democracy. Well, we've now heard that that unit has been monitoring British journalists and citizens in order to silence them from challenging government policy over the past three years. All courtesy of the Daily Fail, a rare but revealing piece in the paper. Now, many of us knew this was going on at the time, but it is still shocking stuff. British army units involved in clandestine operations to disrupt the mechanisms of democracy against their own citizens. Now, I knew this was going on at the time because I had it confirmed via a subject access request that I submitted to government. What I got back confirmed that government was indeed monitoring me and producing reports on my online activities. And let's be clear, I was not involved in any terrorist activities or trying to overthrow the government. I was simply trying to raise awareness that the injections our governments were pushing on their citizens were killing and injuring large numbers of people. Anyway, in the last day, award-winning journalist Michael Schellenberger has released the CTIL files, which provide more evidence that governments have been actively involved in the planning and execution of operations related to COVID lockdowns and the injections. Notice that I sneaked in the word execution there because the way things are going in terms of evidence, well, it is becoming increasingly clear to me that this is exactly what they've been doing to their own citizens. Anyway, what the files show is that US and UK military contractors created sweeping plans for global censorship all the way back in 2018. Now, isn't that interesting? COVID hit and a global censorship um, regime um, came into full view. We were told it was happening as a pushback against misinformation around COVID and the vaccines. Well, that's what they told us anyway. And now we find out that they were putting all of the pieces into place back in 2018. And to be honest, lots of us questioned how the hell things were all of a sudden so joined up around the world back in 2020. How the hell were they doing this, we asked, Um, getting all of the world's media to say exactly the same thing at the same time. Now, if you have seen um, those videos, um, aren't they great? The ones that start with one presenter in the US saying a headline opinion piece to camera only for another presenter from another network to be overlaid saying exactly the same words. More and more presenters are overlaid until there are literally hundreds of different presenters from different networks all saying the exact same lines, all in tandem. A fantastic example of how the mainstream media is captured and is just feeding us lines from their masters above. No different takes or thought-provoking debates, just lines taking a certain line. So a whistleblower has 
uh, leaked, sorry, a treasure trove of documents showing how US and UK military contractors created what we now know as the censorship industrial complex. I'll be talking about this today with June and in the days ahead. But if you want to read the documents for yourself, then head over to X and look at Michael Schellenberger's account. And talking of whistleblowers, make sure you tune in to the Freeman Report tomorrow. That's Thursday at 11 a.m. UK time, 9 p.m. Brisbane time and 6 a.m. New York time because I will have a breaking story for you of global significance. This will be the first release of this information outside of New Zealand, as well US journalist Steve Kirsch and others will be releasing this information tomorrow. Because of the time difference, we're going to get there first, right here on the Freeman Report. Um, Kirsch will be revealing the data at MIT in a talk he's doing to students, but you will hear it right here first on the Freeman Report. So what is the reveal? Well, a whistleblower in New Zealand has obtained record level health data for the whole population of New Zealand. And what it confirms about the COVID injections is shocking. It basically confirms the worst of our fears, i.e. that huge numbers of people have been killed by the COVID injections. This is huge. And so make sure you tune in tomorrow to hear all about it live on today's News Talk TNT Radio here on the Freeman Report. If you want to get in touch um, about any of the topics on the show or to I don't know, provide me with another whistleblower, then email me at jamesfreeman at tntradio.live. As always, if you want to join in the conversation, then head over to tntradio.live and click on the chat icon. My name is James Freeman, and this is the Freeman Report for TNT Radio. Abroad or at home, this is your news. By staying silent, we are part of the problem. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Good morning, Gemma. I see you went for the same colour. You you got the memo this morning. <laughs> I did indeed. I got the memo like all those newsreaders around the world got the memo. I remember <laughs> that video so clearly. They were all saying the same thing. Build back better. Build back better. That's all they were saying. Hundreds and hundreds of newscasters around the world, newsreaders. Do you think they were all hanging out together and all talking with each other? No, it's just the globalist playbook, isn't it? They're all speaking from the globalist script and not even realizing what they were doing. That's that's the irony of it all. I mean, I've worked in media my whole career. People don't even realize they're being played in those positions. They just think they're doing a great job and providing a service to humanity. When, of course, the inversion is the exact opposite is true. Yeah. And the freaky thing is, it's not just build back better. They're actually saying like proper what's supposed to be like opinion pieces to camera, you know, a few sentences. Um, and it's just extraordinary when you see the fact that there's hundreds of these different presenters from different networks saying exact and I mean exactly the same words. It's quite frightening, really. Well, the press release obviously came from somewhere because that's how it works. You get the press release, then the producer writes a script, and then the script goes live and everybody says it. The question is, of course, where that information came from, who wrote it, with what agenda did they write it, and the fact that nobody questioned the fact that everybody was saying the same thing at the same time. That's not journalism. That's propaganda. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it is. It is frightening. And obviously, um, part of today's discussion is about the capture of the media, how we're fed propaganda all the time now. I mean, the mainstream news is just propaganda. There is no real news left, really, in mainstream or very, very little of it. Um, but anyway, Gemma, what, what story have you got for us today? Well, it's a story that's caught my eye because it's going to happen in the UK in a few hours time. And I think people are watching with interest, the energy companies especially, watching with interest in, in who takes part in this scheme. So um, people are being offered rebates on their energy bills this evening in the UK uh, by the national grid if they switch off their energy between 5pm and 6.30pm at a peak time because the national grid is saying that due to the cold weather and the lack of wind, um, there's going to be a, a very, very narrow margin between the demand for electricity and the amount of electricity they can supply. So if you have a smart meter, I think this is key, you have a smart meter, you can sign up for this scheme called the Demand Flexibility Service, which means if you turn off your electricity at certain times, the national grid will give you a rebate on your bill, on your energy bills later on in the year. Now, it's a voluntary thing. It's not going to be imposed on everybody. Um, and it's saying we will pay you not to use your washing machine, your dishwasher, your oven, your TV, or even your lights during this time between five o'clock and 6.30 this evening. So the inference is, what do you do? Sit in a dark house or most people I think will probably go out if people use it at all um the thing is that, that people signed up for this last year in the UK ostensibly thinking they were doing the right thing and they were offered this rebate but the rebates are very low the average rebate across the year was between three and four pounds per person so this year people might be thinking with the cost of living crisis nah we're not going to do that um the national grid says this in, this scheme is to stop the the looming threat of blackouts where they just can't cope with the demand on the system. They're saying, if you kind of work with us, it means we can avoid blackouts. Now, you and I, James, are a similar age, and you remember the 1970s. Do you remember there were a few nights that you know, I certainly remember as a kid going to bed in the dark with candles very early on in the evening because there were blackouts? Uh, and I wonder if we're heading back for this um, and whether the infrastructure in our company with power can't cope and whether they will use this as a kind of Agenda 21, Agenda 30 kind of stick to beat us with um, to, to get us to do what we're told. Other parts of the world already do this. South Africa has been having energy blackouts now for quite some time. It's almost become normalized in that country. Um, it, it will depend on how many people sign up for this tonight and actually do it um, between five and half past six as to whether or not we do avoid blackouts in the future. But the key, I think, is, you know, we'll get a smart meter and you can sign up for this and we'll give you money back. Well, you and I both know smart meters are not a great invention, but it seems to be another push to get that technology into people's homes. Yes, Gemma. And and while I do remember the 70s, I'm, I'm not that old that I remember the blackouts. <laughs> so <laughs> That's just me. Away there, <laughs> but I do remember the 70s. I remember some really... Um, warm summers and um, very snowy winters um, in the late 70s. Anyway, um, should we be naughty and tell people to to to, to embarrass government um, by, t you know, if you've got an um, electric car, for example, why not charge it this evening? Turn all the devices on in your house, everything. Um, can we do that? Can we do that? Um, I think that would be good, actually, if we did have blackouts, because it would embarrass the hell out of government. And they should be embarrassed because just like the water companies that have built no new reservoirs over the last 30, 40, 50 years, I don't know the exact number, but it's a very, very long time. They've invested heavily in the infrastructure. 
During that time, of course, the population of the UK has increased by around a third, somewhere around there, millions, tens of more millions of people living in the UK. And it's the same with our electricity system and the grid. Um, you know, they what, have, what what new power stations have they built? They've just been putting up these um, wind turbines, which, ladies and gentlemen, surprise, surprise, do not work when the wind blows. Um, it really is a bit of a joke, really, especially when we're told that the new world, this new carbon-free world is all about electricity. And yet governments, it's not just our government, it's other governments around the world. Um, it's shocking, to be honest with you, that they're telling us that, you know, you naughty people there creating lots of carbon. Um, you've got to do less, consume less and do all of this. Um, and these are the solutions here. Oh, and by the way, yeah, we haven't, you know, we've been telling you for ages about this. Um, and what you've got to do, but we've done nothing. Um, and like I said, it's not just a UK problem, this. Um, it is a problem in other countries, Germany. Um, it's a massive problem. Um, they shut down all their nuclear power stations after the Fukushima um, um, issue um, in Japan there with the um, tsunami. And um, that since then, they've just been reliant on gas from Russia. And of course, that's been cut off now. So, yeah. Bad government, bad government. So, yes, everybody, if you've got an electric car, plug it in this evening. Go on, let's do it. Let's, let's break the grid and force the government into embarrassment and maybe doing something to fix um, this problem. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. The problem is theirs, but they're putting it onto us. And there, there was quite, there was quite a high uptake of this last year where people were willing to do it. But when they saw the money that was coming back in their account, you know, three pounds, four pounds, that was all that they saved by switching off for a few hours. I think that maybe the uptake now will be less. It is going to be very cold tonight. And you're rightly saying, I mean, they're, they're admitting it's the lack of wind. Uh, today that's going to increase uh, the, the demand as opposed to the supply they can match because the wind turbines won't be working and there's all sorts of problems with those. Um, so I wonder if people are being, again, lots of things have contributed to people's uh, perception shift and awakening process. This might be something that does spark in people the kind of, hang on a minute, why can't you make this work? We pay billions every year to the energy companies and the national grid. You, this is your problem, not ours. It may well be an awakening moment for some people. People are being red-pilled in these days from the most unlikely of sources. This might be one for, for even one or two people out there where they just go, no, no, this isn't right, this isn't right. And then, then they go on their journey. Maybe we should get um, all of the pol um, um, politicians from Westminster to stand on the hill. Um, they produce a lot of hot air. Maybe they'll create that um, <laughs> that distribution between cold air and hot air that produces the wind. You never know. Right. Thank you very much for Je um, for that story again, Gemma. This is a big problem in the UK, not just with electricity, but with water and much of our infrastructure, because while our government um, tells us that we're naughty and we're doing the wrong thing. They've done nothing um, to put in place the infrastructure to solve it in the way that they're telling us that it's got to be solved. Um, bad, bad government once again. Right. OK, I'm just getting myself worked up because after this short break, I'll be join joined by um, the fabulous June Slater once again. So stay tuned with me, James Freeman on TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 
49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. When you can point me to an industry, to a platform that reaches 250 million people a month, virtually nine out of 10 Americans, that's real, that's substantive, that's important. And that reach and that touch point and that daily reinforcement, it's an amazing place to be able to communicate messages. That's massive. To find out more, go to tntradio.live. The net zero con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory. It's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, me and June were having a really interesting conversation there during the bank about douchebags and if you don't know what a douchebag is go and have a look we're not going to spend any more time because i can see june blushing if, um if you want to know what a douchebag is it's running america that's what a douchebag is it's in power <laughs> now in america sorry very very good <laughs> comeback there june right okay um we're not going to waste any more time june straight to, over to you for this week's monologue people don't start off rioting the poll tax riots were prime example of this. People wanted change. The government didn't listen. They tried and tried, but still they didn't listen. They gathered for a protest which turned out into a riot. The government listened. The Irish living in the areas that have been flooded with male migrants have been begging for change ever since their young girls were being harassed followed home from school, men masturbating in the street and other atrocious behaviour as they fill in their idle hours from the hotels they stay in with their full bellies. The government pushed the open borders agenda of the EU and they didn't listen to the people. Then an Algerian with no respect for our freedoms decided to slash little kids. The people kicked off and destroyed property. It was a riot. I'm not condoning this behaviour, I'm explaining how we got here. What the people can't handle is the cushioning by the media and political elite of the dangerous individuals that they've allowed in. His identity was kept secret for as long as possible. He should have been named and shamed immediately. That would have calmed the situation down. The utter stupidity and neglect of Varadkar towards his own people is a very dangerous stance. It inflames their anger. A hundred percent more airtime spent condemning the rioters than what was spent condemning the slasher of kids. We are now expected to tolerate even more as the binary thinking of politicians is to increase the population. So just let anyone in. A better way would be to incentivize having a family for people who are already living here so that they can afford to have kids. We are victims of a political class of career politicians who see a country as a stepping stone to becoming a global name. They want fame, they want fortune, and they'll get it any way they can. 
looking after their own country simply doesn't do it for them. It's not enough. It's not enough for their immense egos. They sicken me and the power is in the wrong hands. They sicken me too, June, because um, there is a um, a play on the great um, uh, the, the the what's it called again, June? The great what? reset. The great reset. There is a play the on great that. reset. Um, the great the great replacement, um, which is I heard it a while back, and I just thought mm, stretching it a bit far, but. Do you know what? At the same time that our governments, it looks like they, you know, and the intelligence agencies knew what was happening with the COVID um, injections. And I'll tell you about some of the data we're going to talk about on the show tomorrow. At the same time that was happening, they're letting all of these um, people in from other countries. Three quarters of a million new people in the UK over the past year, despite the fact that we left the European Union and I didn't vote on immigration. I voted for democracy. But lots, millions of people, in fact, in the UK voted because they thought there were too many people coming into the country. It's extraordinary, isn't it, June, that just after that happened, we get like record breaking immigration into the UK. And this is legal. Well, foolishly, foolishly, a lot of people assume that there's more migrants coming in because of Brexit. But I can assure you, people who can't read and write in English haven't got a clue what Brexit is about. They have no political following at all. What's happened is the security at the Channel Tunnel, and I know this because I was a frequent user of the tunnel, uh, the security's increased and it's increased on the ferries so that they've now funneled them into less places they can turn to to come across. There's still more people sneaking in on trucks than what are coming across the channel. The channel's just more visible. Now, what always amazed me through lockdown is we're supposed to have believed this deadly virus uh, was so bad we had to close the economy. We had to incarcerate our elderly in homes and leave them at the behest of fraught, overworked care workers. We did all that because of a very dangerous virus. Now, we've all seen um, films like Contagion um, where people are dressed in hazmat suits because of a deadly virus. But apparently a paper mask can keep you safe. And would you still be letting channel crosses come in the country if they had Ebola? Would you be letting them come off? And would you be giving them a blanket and sending them through to the RNLI boats? Would you be so quick to have helped them back into the country? I don't think so. So you've only got two trains of thought here. One, the virus isn't that deadly, so why are we doing all this? And number two, if it was that dead, deadly how dare you do that to these people and unleash the potential of even more infectious people coming in with no identity this migrant crisis can be stopped easily rwanda i think is a, an abysmal idea i think it's a stupid idea to deport someone to africa all they need to do all these people have got the wherewithal to pay traffickers they're paying traffickers huge amounts of money but june, they've all june, got I'm, I'm just, I'm just I'm going, to, I'm going to interrupt you there because actually the illegal problem is tiny in comparison mm. with the legal numbers. So illegally, oh, yeah. the official numbers, like you said, there's still people coming in the country that are not even being recorded. But um, illegally coming across on boats and whatever, it's around it's in the tens of thousands. Legally coming via legal routes with the permission of the government, three quarters of a million in the past yeah. year. But my argument with the illegals is they've all got iPhones because I've watched them collect the iPhones from them on these NGO boats 
and take them off them so that they can claim they've got no ID. They've all got ID. They have to have had ID to get as far as France. So all you need to do is insist on ID. A secondary avenue here is license the sale of, of ribs and outboard motors. You need a license to buy one. You need to be a fisherman or a water ski champion, whatever. You need to have a license. You can soon cut down the facilities of the illegal migration. What we need to do is stop politicians like Rishi Sunak, whose family have made billions out of immigration, out of allowing huge numbers of people in. You've only got to look at what he's doing now and what happened to the care workers. Whilst the care workers were being sacked unceremoniously for no wrongdoing, they already had people coming in from India and other countries to replace them. They were living in hotels in Lancashire to replace them. Some of them couldn't speak English. Imagine being an elderly person on a geriatric ward with a new nurse who don't know what the training is and doesn't speak English with a mask on. How on earth are you supposed to communicate your needs? People being brought bedpans when they wanted food. People needing food and being brought bedpans. That's how our services have gone because we're more hell-bent on replacing people rather than... In There's enough people in this country to fill all the jobs but they need paying properly because our cost of living is so high. Not it, it, There's only one reason Brexit was ever delayed. That was to keep hold a free movement of cheap labour. Yep, I agree with a lot of what you said there. On the, the, the boats and the engines, I think it'd be very, very difficult to ban them That because you, you'd have to get all license. countries. Um, no, license them. License well, them. again, no, that well, would have gonna... to be. But hang on, hang on June, June. Um, that would have to be agreed um, across lots of countries, which I just think is impractical. But what I would say is they somebody makes these boats, somebody makes these engines. What are our intelligence services doing if they can't even track down the factories where they're making them and then tracking where they're going? Anyway, Jim, we've got to go to a break. So okay. hold on to that thought. I can see you're chomping at the bit. Um, and we'll carry on this discussion after this short break. So stay tuned with me, James Freeman and June Slater on TNT Radio. Now, TNT Radio News. It's hot tea. It's very hot. It's hot news. So hot. Yeah, it's hot news. Hot news. Matt Boyland here with a look at your TNT headlines. The extended pause in fighting continues to hold in Gaza, though Israel has vowed to resume its bombardment of the besieged territory once the truce ends. Palestinian prisoners released from Israel as part of the deal have described harrowing tales of torture and abuse while in detention. And there have been remarkable scenes in India where all 41 miners who have spent the past 17 days trapped under a collapsed mountain have been rescued. We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24-7, 365, we never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth, from government overreach to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's News Talk, this is TNT Radio. Right now, um, <laughs> I, I can see June. She wants to carry on that conversation. I was going to move on, but she still wants to talk about the boats. Go on, June. Only because she interrupted me. It's worse than being with my husband. Um, 
the thing about the boats is uh, they're buying them at the coast. They're not going to be trailing them on a boat trailer from somewhere in central France. They're going to be buying them at coastal areas. So you've only got the northern seaboard of Belgium and um you know, France, mainly around Calais because it's the shortest crossing. So you don't need to go back as far as the manufacturers go. Somebody's making money out of this and all you need to do is like, just do it quick. They, look how quick they put COVID laws in. All we need to do is, it doesn't matter um, if they haven't got a license, don't let them cross. We could do it. We could stop it. So that's what I'm saying. License things insist on ID. Tony Blair's using it now to bring in digital ID. We don't need it. They've all got phones. They should keep the phones. We know who they are. Okay, then go on. Next topic and see you're chomping at the bit, James. Well, no, I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to have the last say on this, June. Um, I oh, think that's on. a ridiculous idea, licensing yeah. um, boat engines. But I agree with you that <laughs> I agree with you that um, our intelligence services and police, border police, whoever, should be infiltrating these gangs. It, it can't be that hard, um, you know, with those resources to find out who's selling them and who's buying these um, boats and engines. I agree with you there. But I think licensing them, that just sounds, I mean, you sound like you're a company now, um, um, you know, that's going to offer services for regulation or or licensing, June. I don't, I don't, don't think it'll work. Anyway, 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 let's move on. Um, Tommy Robinson, June. Um, yes. Obviously, he was arrested in London at the weekend. I'm sure you're aware. I think I've seen you talking about it on X. What are your thoughts about the whole thing? I don't think anybody has the right to tell someone who isn't breaking any laws not to turn up at a demonstration. And there's been enough footage put out there. There was Tommy in a cafe. And the thing that's concerning me about this is the amount of ordinary Jewish people that have contacted me that do not agree with this stance that Tommy Robinson shouldn't have been there. Tommy Robinson stood by Israel in the past. Now, this isn't about whether you agree with Israel or you're a agree with a march against anti-Semitism. This is about whether you agree with an individual being allowed to turn up at a march. He now is a reporter. He has his own channel. He does that because he's unemployable, because no one will take him on board. So therefore, he has a right to earn his living. And he wasn't doing anything wrong. He was talking to the crowd. People were happy. Jewish people were there. They were happy. I've spoken to lots of people in my WhatsApp group who also say it was wrong on every level. But unfortunately, instigating this attitude towards Tommy Robinson has resulted in him being arrested. And from what I can gather, pepper sprayed while he was in cuffs. Who does yeah. that? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but pepper sprayed right in the eyes and he's, he's, he's handcuffed. He couldn't even wipe his own eyes. What sort of policing is that? It's something you'd expect from a third world country, not Great Britain. And there's this guy on Twitter called Gideon, Gideon Falter or something he's called, who seems to have set himself up as the world's spokesperson for Jews living in Great Britain. But a lot of people don't agree with him because there seem to be a progressive set of Jews that don't want to block the copybook with the establishment. And at the end of the day, nobody has the right. It doesn't matter. This isn't about supporting Tommy Robinson. This is about supporting all of us. Because what happens if it's me next, a 65-year-old woman sat in a house doing podcasts and I don't fit the bill any longer? What happens? In this instance, he wasn't breaking any laws, so he should have been allowed to continue to report on the march. That's all he was doing. 
Right, now, June, I agree with you <clears throat> on this. So I'm going to play devil's advocate here um, oh, God, here and go. say, well, hang on a second, because Tommy Robinson was one of those that um, encouraged people to go to Armistice Day to protect <laughs> the statues. Um, and what we saw there was lots of um, football hooligans singing England songs, um, and there were well over 100 arrests that day. So it's not just Tommy Robinson, it's the, the crowd of people that he brings with him, and he generally causes problems for the police. That's my devil's advocate well, think, reply. What do you right, say to that? Well, I think that's bollocks. Um, unfortunately... <laughs> Um, you're believing in the publicity. And Tommy Robinson didn't ask for any trouble. Now, unfortunately, with a character like him, he's a motivational character. And the reason the police don't like him is he can draw a crowd. Now, I've got stills and footage from past demonstrations about different things, mainly Brexit, where Tommy Robinson supporters were little old ladies in fleecy coats with permed hair and a blue rinse. They're Tommy Robinson supporters, people who have seen the mill towns change beyond belief, people who have been had vast immigration numbers thrust upon them, people who have got relatives who were victims of grooming gangs. They're, they're Tommy Robinson supporters. We're homing in on a... It's like saying all oh, Brexit voters are racist. No, they're not. Uh, but probably racists voted for Brexit because they don't agree with open borders policy. It's the same accusational stance and it's incorrect and it's unfair. But what about, and again, just to be clear here, because you did say you're wrong. This isn't my view. I agree with you, June, but I'm no. trying to set up the <laughs> argument that some would present. And that is, like I said, he brings a certain crowd with him. Um, they created loads of problems for the police in London. I think it was around 130 arrests in the end. Um, there were a lot of what I would describe as kind of thuggish behaviour. That That is my view, by the way. Um, the rest isn't. <laughs> but what about the people that say that is the reason that he was told not to go to London? Because actually, um, you know, he creates problems, violent problems well, for the police. Well, who would have known he was there if he hadn't told him not to come? There'd have been no publicity on it until he put his report out about the event. So that's a completely different concept because he was going there in the capacity as a reporter. Uh, when he said, your country needs you for the Armistice Day, um, how do you know that they were all right wing? We've known for ages, I've seen it with Brexit rallies, where they've been infiltrated by imposters pretending to be Brexit supporters. Mm, it's the yeah. same with everything. They pretend to be uh, on our side of the fence, let's call it. They shouldn't. The police haven't arrested anybody for standing on statues and desecrating things that we hold dear. What are we supposed to do, just crawl under a rock till our lives end and everybody supports uh, some sort of new takeover, some sort of new population? Yeah, I agree with you, June. Um, and I think um, what you said there is right. He wasn't doing anything wrong. And just to add um, a little story to what you said there, when I was um, an MEP, I was actually um, campaigning for the 2019 general election um, in my area here. We had a little stall up in the town. Lots of people used to come and speak to me. And I remember one day, this little old lady, she was in her 80s, she came to me and I, I thought she was just going to come up and say, oh, yes, yes, dear, Brexit's great. But she didn't. She came up to me and she said, oh, dear, my my son is in the police force in London. And he told me a story where they'd actually dragged a car, a burnt out car or a car they were going to burn, burn into London. 
and they'd set fire it fire to it this is the police this is a story i've been told so that they could basically um take action against whatever protest it was going on at the time so you're right that they, they do infiltrate um these they did it with the minor strike they did it with yeah. the minor strikes maggie thatcher had undercover police posing as pickets causing trouble it's gone on for it's gone on as long as i've been on the planet uh, it's just that we've got social media and the internet to find out about it the best thing you can do with tommy robinson is ignore him and let him get on with his life let him report on various issues at least he's got the gonads to turn up and do it and that's what's wrong with this yep. country most of the people haven't got the gonads to stand up for what we should be fighting for yeah exactly i do agree with you there um I do think we there might become a time. When How are your need... gonads today, James? Are your have you got the gonads? <laughs> June, let's not talk about my gonads. Go Thank you very much. But anyway, anyway, um, like I said, I've said on this show many times, I'm not a fan necessarily of Tommy Robinson, but I think I am I was thinking this morning, maybe I should get him on the show um to see what he thinks. So I will um yeah, I, I do would. know how to get hold of him so i will contact him and invite him on the show there you go and we can hear yeah. all about it and that's the, the best thing himself. to do is to stop creating this uh situation where he's an outcast because that also creates martyrdom the best thing you can do was supposed to be democratic let him speak he's not asking for fighting he's speaking his words it's words and we're, we're now told who to listen to which probably brings you on to your next topic uh which is very disconcerting yeah, it is censorship. You're absolutely right, June. That is the next topic. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. So make sure you stay tuned with me, James Freeman, and June Slater on TNT Radio. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. I really don't like picking on the company I used to work for. I have a tremendous amount of respect for the people I forecasted with there, and that was at AccuWeather. And in the old days, AccuWeather was like playing for the New York Yankees of weather. It was just unbelievable. It was like the world's greatest forecasters under one roof in State College, Pennsylvania. But something has turned around over the past 10, 15 years. I think it started with the Weather Channel first, and now AccuWeather is all in on anything that has to do with global warming. Now, there's a recent blog that they put out and the headline is NOAA reports declining snowpack means worldwide food disruptions. This is the headline from NOAA. It's a UPI article. Naturally, AccuWeather is more than happy to promote this. In fact, all the media is more than happy to promote this. There's just one problem. It's not true. Food production globally has been going up. In addition, we can cherry pick the snow cover. For instance, in the autumn, the northern hemisphere where most of the land is, snow cover is going up. In the winter, it's going up. It is true in the spring, it's declining. Which, now let me get this straight. If there's less snow on the ground in the spring, don't you have a chance to raise more crops? And when you actually look at what food production's doing, it's steadily increasing every continent across the globe. Yet what does the headline say? And I can't blame, let's say, the Weather Channel or AccuWeather or whoever wants to just 
parrot this for the actual article. What I can say is, why don't you research it? Why don't you look and say, well, wait a minute, the food production is going up, the snow is going up. And a little bit of intuition here. Again, if spring is coming a bit earlier, isn't that good for growing food? This is TNT Climate and Weather Watchdog Meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go, but I did ask for help and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there, providing hot meals, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed and I'm succeeding. To learn more, go to safeplacetosleep.org today. This is the Freeman Report with James Freeman on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Right, so I'm looking at the live chat and Anto and Holly say, ooh, you're awful, June, but I like you. Um, I don't know what that was in relation to what you said, but um, I think you've got some fans there. Um, Jack Guzzler, um, Cliffy says, great idea, James, get Tommy on to give his side. Absolutely. I'm going to contact him later today. Yeah. I don't know whether he'll come on the show, but I'll certainly um, um, invite him on. Right, June, let's talk about censorship because we've had two stories this week, one from the Daily Mail confirming what you and I already knew um, about the 77th Brigade of the British Army that was set up. It's not a secretive thing. It was actually set up and it was announced by the government to monitor disinformation from other governments to protect our democracy. But it turns out instead of doing that, they've been spying and trying to censor us. And then secondly, we've had this um, these files um, out of America from Michael um, Schellenberger um, talking about how they put the infrastructure, the global infrastructure in place. This is UK and US uh, military contractors um, that is being used right now um, and start, started being used in 2020 to censor us, to censor us and spread propaganda. What do you make of all this, June? Well, it's bound to happen because um, they want complete control. And uh, the one thing they haven't got is control of us yet because we've still got social media. They've got all the sheeple, as people call them, that watch the mainstream news. But we've got all these little microclimates of um, dissent with people like you, TNT Radio, me, lots of other bloggers. It's obviously wrong on every level. I mean, they don't really need to investigate me much. All you need to do is scroll down my Twitter page or my Facebook page. You'll know what I'm on about. You don't need to um, <laughs> go undercover to find out what rocks my boat. I think it's gone too far. But come on, we're living in a world where the man who is in the White House didn't win. I'm sorry, you'll never convince me that that man won. Um, he can't even string a word together without using a cue card. He forgets the names of presidents. You know, if that can happen, anything can happen. It's yeah, worrying. exactly. And yeah, no, it, it is. And, you know, I think you can talk about this on different levels. So there's lots of people who believe, obviously, that the election itself was fraudulent. Um, but there's also a lot of evidence, and we know this as fact, this is fact, right? Because that that in, in um, letter that was signed by fifty intelligence chiefs saying 
that no, there's no laptop. This is Russian disinformation. Whilst they knew damn well that that laptop existed, this was in, I think, in the weeks, or it might have even been in the week in the run up to that presidential election. And it was all suppressed um, um, by these intelligence chiefs. So, Whichever way you look at it, whether actually it was about false votes and all of that kind of stuff, which is a lot of evidence to suggest that happens, or if it was actually just cheating by um, manipulating the the press. Um, obviously, at the time, there was a whole concerted effort to call Trump. You know, he was Putin's mate, wasn't he? Um, you know, he was dangerous man um, that um, was a Russian insider. Um, so whichever way you look at it, I think you're right. Uh, how can you even see anybody who's increased manufacturing and the Hispanics and ethnic minorities in America were very happy with the way Trump was running it. He didn't get a chance to implement half of his policies because he was ousted out because, as we all know, in 2016, two things happened that nobody expected, Brexit and Trump. So we now have to be stamped out like a bushfire. And unfortunately, a lot of people who believe quite strongly in what's going on, that it's wrong, uh, are still fighting, still prepared to shout from the rooftops that there's no way a country, any country, needs its own government and to pay towards a second tier of government, which is the European Union that's run abysmally, that's just done for basically pigs at the trough. Um, it's politically sclerotic and it costs too much money. We, we were the biggest trading partner of the EU and they've look how they've treated us. Half of what's gone on, people blame Brexit. No, it was not Brexit. It was the European Union's attitude towards us leaving the political entanglement that the political entanglement that's crippled our industry. It's not Brexit. If if you leave a, any relationship or business and you leaving that business or relationship causes you difficulty, it's not usually the ones that walk away. They're walking away from it. They don't want any difficulty. They don't want anything to do with it anymore. So it's the ones that still hold the power base, like the EU. There's no need to change any food laws or import laws. There's no need for any of it. And they've done it. They have been mean, like a bitter ex-wife. They've been mean. It's their attitude that's caused any problems for people with businesses and other issues like education or travel. Look at us. We can't stay in a European country for more than 90 days now, but people can come here and do it because we stayed reasonable. Look at the pet passport scheme. It's all done for awkward behaviour to put other countries off leaving. And it's kept wages yeah, down because of foreign imports. I agree with you 100%, but I'm going to bring you back to um, censorship. So what we've learned from these files, um, June, is there were over 100 government agencies in the US involved in this network, NGOs, um, obviously, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates is an NGO and all these other NGOs um, that were censoring people and spreading propaganda. And this is in the land of the free, where free speech is enshrined in their constitution. It is quite shocking, isn't it? And this is all set up by the US and UK military. Um, you know, so I think the wider question for me, June, around this is that this question of did our governments actively participate in this and they knew what the vaccines were going to do? Is that the case? 
are we in a position now where we've got to literally have revolution and overthrow the whole system because it's that evil and corrupt or were our politicians and governments just captured by the big pharma and the big entities they were lobbied and they were fed disinformation this for me is evidence that helps solve that problem and and all i can see is the fact that it suggests that our governments they knew exactly what was going on and they know now why excess deaths are so high I'm not sure whether the government themselves knew. Um, I don't necessarily see Boris Johnson and Matt Eichencock as out-and-out murderers. I think they're fools. I think they're self-centred. I think they're narcissistic. I think there's a lot of information flying about. I think they saw a chance to make an awful lot of money. I think the ordering of Madazalam is one thing with the old people in the homes. But who administered it? Let me interrupt you a second. So... Yeah, Ooh, okay, I agree with you with, pe with people like Boris Johnson and whatever. But when we know our intelligence agencies are up to this, right, um, somebody in government must have known, surely? I don't know. I I've always well, thought, you know, some somebody must have known. I don't know that anyone would have known. I would. I think they would know that... Um, but they're, but June, wrong the, on the, every the, level the UK... June, the UK military were involved in setting up the censorship um, and propaganda units, which have been used to deliver this big psyop and this conspiracy globally. Um, are you? Are we? Are we therefore saying that the intelligence agencies and the UK military have nothing to do with government? That nobody in government controls them or knows exactly what they're doing? I'm not suggesting everybody, but there must have been people in government that knew that know exactly what's going on. Well, it depends who you call in the government. The government's the cabinet. The government's the prime minister and his cabinet. That's government. The rest are ancillary workers, whether they work for MI5, MI6, civil service. They're just the add-ons. But unfortunately, as we know, the add-ons are all mainly the, the powerful ones are Blairites because he was clever enough when he was in power not just to lead the country, but he changed the civil service. He put his own men in there, knowing full well that even if he lost power, he wouldn't lose his foothold. Uh, somebody said to me years ago, a blogger, that Tony Blair runs Great Britain, and I thought he was bonkers. But yeah, I think he was right. It doesn't matter about who's in number 10. Tony Blair's tentacles with his uh, Tony Blair institution. Look who announced that... Um, Oh, we're pleased to announce we are embedded in governments across the world. Embedded means they're part of it. It means they're in the civil service as well as being members of the institution. Tony Blair is obviously won the Charmian Prize for working towards the federalization of Europe. So you've got this man who's pro-EU, who's got all these people in the civil service who can run rings around the ministers and basically cause a clusterfuck. I'm not swearing there. Um of of mayhem with everything that they touch, including what went on with COVID and the lockdowns. June, I think what you're defining there is what many people call the deep state, um, and maybe that is yeah. um, the the place here. And actually, the people who we were told in charge didn't know a thing. Who knows? But somebody knew, and you know, our, our military were actively involved in this. Right, June. I'm going to take this last minute just to um, remind people that tomorrow. Um, I've um, got a show we're going to reveal um, breaking. This is global breaking news tomorrow um, about um, data that's coming out of New Zealand. Some a whistleblower has managed to get 
a data set containing every single person in the country, their health records, which basically proves that the vaccines have killed tens of thousands of people in the country. So make sure you tune in to that tomorrow, folks, to learn all about that. This is going to be a global story and you're going to hear it right here on the Freeman Report. Wow, ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous June Slater. Look at those pearly whites grinning back at me. We love June Slater. <laughs> and um, of course, June will be back um, on the show with me next Wednesday. So look forward to that. Right, to the rest of okay. you, don't go anywhere. Stick with us right here on TNT Radio. Radio.